David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, ready for another great show today? Always. I see you brought someone with you today. Indeed we did. Ann Jangus of the Chicago Bliss, and if the temperature hadn't dropped 40 degrees overnight, she probably would have shown up in her lingerie football league uniform. That's where I go everywhere. I always wear my lingerie football uniform everywhere I go. So, so it actually might be on underneath this outfit. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. It's my everyday bra and underwear. Okay, so during a commercial break, we'll show David. <laughs> Sounds good. Are you wearing your helmet, too? You get- I, I normally out in public, I should, because I live dangerously, so a helmet would do me good. So you wear it when you're driving, too? <laughs> you've, you've seen her drive. I'm an amazing driver. Do I, not even talk smack about my driving, Elliot. I've seen you drive. <laughs> Are you fast? I like driving fast. She's And furious. And furious. <laughs> so how did you get involved with lingerie football? That's not the sort of thing a little girl grows up saying, you know, someday... I'd like to be a lingerie football league, but they didn't have it. It didn't exist then, right. yeah. Um, but knowing myself as a little girl, if it did, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, I totally want to do that. But um, I was always a cheerleader, and my dad would always say stuff to me like, why do you want to cheer for other people? Like, why don't you want people cheering for you? And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, people can cheer for me? So I just kind of <laughs> didn't even get it. Like, I was like, no, I wanted to be a cheerleader. And then... um Danielle Monet, a friend of hers, uh, is also a friend of uh, my best friend, and uh, he was talking to me, and he's like, you need to go try out for laundry football. He's like, you kick ass. He's like, and, you know, he's like, it could totally be your thing. So I went um, 2009 in October, and I just walked into a practice and was like, what's this all about? And that was pretty much it. I was part of the team since then. Who's the head coach? Uh, This year is Mark May. He played in the NFL, I think, for a few he years. He did, yes. He's legendary in the NFL. Former Purdue player. Not the Mark May you see on ESPN. Not Dif- the Washington Redskins. No, different Mark May. So your athletic background? is I was always like um, kind of a tomboy. I always like loved to like you know, run and jump, and I would always race all the boys in my neighborhood and bike ride, and my little sister is like the ultimate tomboy, so it's hard for me to say I'm a tomboy when, I mean, she's in the military now, she's in who knows where. Um, G.I. Jane? She's total G.I. Jane, like, I think I'm, like, if the little tiny moments that I think I'm kind of cool and, like, badass, then I, like, see my sister, and I'm like, yep, I'm that crap. <laughs> so, you tried out? I tried made, out, made the team. And lived yeah. happily ever after. You don't look like a defensive only- <laughs> lineman, though. When I think of defensive lineman, I think of William Perry. Here's the thing. Like, I'm really scrappy. Like, I like to get into it. Like, no matter where I am, like, if someone starts something with me, I make sure I finish it. So I'm good at D-line. I'm good. And, and you have some size. As, as in height. As in height. <laughs> you don't I'm tell like, a woman what? she's got size. <laughs> I meant you're tall. I am. I am. I'm. I'm tall. I'm like five nine. Um, Weights. Let's not talk undisclosed. about undisclosed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a portion very nicely. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. 
and the this is practicing now, even though the season doesn't start till September? I mean, honestly, like with the LFL, like they do not mess around. Like you, you train. I mean, you train. Like this is real football. So for any girl that thinks like, oh, I want to come and try out and like t- look hot in a uniform and like, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, yeah, you look hot. But I mean, you're put through some like rigorous trainings. Like they do not mess around. So it's training camp now. Um they had mini camp uh, a few weeks back. Um, unfortunately for myself and for Chicago, um, right now I'm dealing with an injury. I just uh, got an MRI about probably two weeks ago, and I got my results back. And they read the dictation to me, and I was like, teardrop, teardrop. <laughs> I have a torn meniscus, and I have a ganglion cyst. It's from um, the cyst comes or it forms when there's repeated injury to the same area. Okay. So. so that'll be taken care of surgically? Um, we're not sure. I'm going to go see a specialist now, um, one of the amazing doctors over at Northwestern. So I'm going to go see them and see what they say. I mean, I feel like right now, like without a doubt, like I could get out there, you know, and, and, and wreck, wreck the field, wreck the girls, make it happen. But um, I, I want to be ready for the first game. So I don't want to go out there and really like push myself and then really mess my knee up before. Because usually a torn meniscus ends the season. Um, maybe for some people, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm, you know, I, I know I, I've already tested my knee. I know I can run on it. I mean, it's hard lateral movements make it a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think with the right knee brace and, you know, the right, um, I can rehab it. So we'll see what happens with the doctor say. I mean, I'm totally optimistic on, you know, playing, uh, this season. The only football player I know that came back the same season he had, and tore meniscus was Jerry Rice. Remember that about 10 years ago, he blew his knee out like the first game of the season. He was back for the playoffs. He played on that. I'm telling you right now, knee. I'll go down like Jerry Rice went down there because I'm going to play this season, hands down, for sure. I mean, I just hate right now because like, I have to go to training camp and just like stand there, and I just feel like, Ugh. Like, puts me in the worst mirror. And I see all the girls, and I'm like, man, like, I want to get a hit in, you know? When they're, they're not in, um, they're not practicing yet with helmets and shoulder pads, but as soon as they do, like, I, I can't stand back and just watch, watch them smash each other. There's no way. Like, I totally have to be part of that. Now, as part of your off season, you filmed an LFL commercial oh, that man. has not yet been released, but the tease to the, the <laughs> LFL promo has, and... And you stand there holding a football and looking badass, for lack of a better term. Is that the... I like the word badass, so that was good. <laughs> so that, that was your motivation there? Yeah, they just said, you know, just like act really tough and badass. And like we were talking about the other night, I'm like, all right, so I don't have to act. I'm just pretty much going to be that, myself. That's who you are, right? Um, thank you, yes. <laughs> Did you have to audition for it, or were you just chosen? Um, I was one of the chosen ones. Yeah, I, that, I was. we just went there. Um, I was talking with Justin Schoenrock. He's the um, executive producer of all the LFL films. He's just totally so talented, and it's amazing. He's wonderful. Um, he gave me a call and, you know, talked to me about the commercial, and they picked um, six girls on our team and, and one girl named April Rose. Uh, she... Uh, did all the dialogue. We we know April Rose. She's been on the show before. She's a total hottie. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was us. And uh, then after the commercial was done shooting, uh, it was kind of like any given Sunday. That's that was the inspiration behind it, where Al Pacino is giving like the locker room, you know, speech, and he's pumping up his team. And um, 
when when April read it to me before we went out there, I was like, I got goosebumps, girl. Well, the reason so, you got goosebumps, it was 45 degrees at Toyota <laughs> Park, right? I think it was, I think it was like 39 when oh, they okay. said, well, here's my thing, like, it, it was, it was cool. It was, I mean, you get so excited, I mean, to be part of that and to be part of the LFL, I mean, like, you freeze your booty off, you know, we were out at the Coliseum, it was so cold there. When you're out there and you're playing and you're, you're part of something, like, really cool and special, you know, it just, it doesn't make it as cold. You it's know? like the old Baywatch episodes. They'd be in that water. It'd be like 40 degrees, and they'd be like, we don't want to go in the water today. I mean, Pamela's THO, like, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't warm out, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, we had pads in our uniforms, so um, we were pretty much, my chest was protected, so you can see how cold so, so we couldn't gauge the temperature by looking at yeah. the, uh, the video. No, but um, the goosebumps, you could actually see um, in the in the spot that Justin kept me after, they ju- that they just released, um, where I'm acting badass. Um, you could actually see part of it where I'm standing there and acting all tough and mean. You see my jaw go, <laughs> for like a second. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. I was like, I wonder if anyone else saw that, like the whole... Freezing. What does practice consist of? Uh, in the in the beginning, uh, you know, we we warm up, uh, stretch out. Um, after that, the, the way that uh, Coach May is doing it this year, it's either we'll have like an offensive uh, day or a defensive day, and then we'll have a scrimmage day as well. So he pretty much like breaks it up so we can uh, individually work on you know offense one day, defense, and then you know go up against each other. Do so. girls go both ways or just one way? What, what are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking here? We talking it's football? It's LFL. We all go both ways. <laughs> Yeah, um, this year, uh, Coach May, the, uh, what he decided, uh, we're all going to learn uh, an offensive position and a defensive position. Uh, so I am a tight end. Hey, hey. And uh, how, how tight? No. <laughs> the LFL is kind of offensive to some people. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, 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 uh, people find all things offensive. So, I mean, if you find it offensive, then just don't watch. But, I mean, if, if we're on MTV, too, and, I mean, with the audience that, you know, we're polling, we're the number one rated show. I mean, you know, some people have to love it. <laughs> A lot of people have to love you. I mean, yeah. right. And it's one of those things, if you don't like it. Don't watch. Change right. the channel, baby. Right. You know, it's in society today, it's like everything has to adhere to my standards. Well, wait a second. There's a lot of people that don't have my, you know, whether it's Anthony Weiner or whoever it is, you know. Anthony Weiner. Now let's get on that. Really, your <laughs> name is Weiner, and then you go act like a total freak with your Weiner. Hi, I'm Anthony. <laughs> Here's my Weiner. You know, seriously. Is he doing Ask Meyer commercials now? Well, I think he, that might be in his future. Seriously, like that's an endorsement that he's gonna get. He could be in the Weiner mobile. <gasps> and taking pictures of his Weiner and then sending him out. Is this totally inappropriate? I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're totally. <laughs> Inappropriate. Well, we're not totally inappropriate. We're occasionally inappropriate. Yeah, me too. Good. <laughs> now, one of the things I love about you is the incongruity of you being a children's book author. Oh, thanks, Elliot. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when, um, you know, the people that really know me, they know, like, that's what I'm all about. Like, you know, I love... I love doing good deeds and I love making people smile and, you know, um, just bringing happiness to others. So for me, with my children's books, it's just a, a way to um, help kids learn a lesson and, and laugh and love. And, you know, the Buggas is, is a huge part of my life and okay. my son. For those who are unfamiliar with the Buggas, can you explain it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Buggas are a group of 
microscopic superheroes that live in your nose, the city of boogers lost nostrilis. And they fight off the stuff that make you sick. So keep your finger out your nose. Do not pick. There's a whole song. I, I like to embarrass myself and sing it. We would have brought in the orchestra if we wanted to sing. but <laughs> I am not a good singer, too. After I go and read to uh, the kids' classrooms, I always tell them, like, all right, kids, at the end of the book, there's a song. I'm like, do you want me to sing? And they're like, yay! <laughs> and they cheer, and I'm like, I'm going to warn you. I'm like, this voice is not a good singing voice. And they still want me to sing, and I do, and then they cheer. And and what age group is that geared toward? You know, this was my first book. Um, so it was pretty wide, wide age demographic I was trying to, uh, trying to hit. It was like really four to 12 because I was like, I'm not really sure, like the target age range. I, I think now it's probably, uh, my next book is going to be a lot less words <laughs> and a lot more illustrations. Uh, cause I think it's more for the younger kids. I would say like probably, you know, four to eight. So you've written one book so far? One so far, um, that's actually published, yeah. Um, I have so many other ones that I've already, I've already, I've already wrote all the stories. There's like six or seven stories I wrote for the buggers already. Um, I just have to, you know, kind of find my way and, um, you know, get back with my illustrator, Claudia LaBianca. She's an amazing artist and, uh, work on this next one. Super duper easy mac and cheesy, pleasey. <laughs> Who's the publisher? Um, it's Pink's Books. I actually self-published. I raised money and um, published my, my book on my own. How many how many books did you sell with the first one? Um, well, we ran 3,000. So, um, yeah, I'm still, like, working on that. It was on Amazon, and I sell them on Bugus. So it was really small. I didn't have any marketing or anything behind me. But it was, I think, a good start uh, to accomplishing, you know, a huge dream of mine. Just getting my getting my um, getting my ideas out there was the most important thing. And now that I've learned so much from this book, I think the next one um, will be the one that, you know, really, really gets it out there. So it was it was like my practice book. Yeah, <laughs> and it has this cast of characters. And if you look through the book, you say, oh, I can see the marketing potential for all these characters. And, you know, someday in Toys R Us or wherever, here, here are these buggers on the, the shelves there. That's my dream. That's my goal. I mean, I, I, you know, stuffed animals. My son, um, Oz, he is my biggest inspiration in life. So, um, he is one of my characters too. It's Oz, but in the book it's OZZ. And in real life, his name is just OZ. Uh, he's a little mohawk, uh, bugger. And he has, he had a mohawk the whole time he was growing up. Not anymore. Now he's like Bieber hair. <laughs> How old is he? He's nine. All the girls like, you look like Bieber. He's like, oh, mom. He's like, I don't want to look like Bieber. I'm like, you really don't, buddy. It's just your long, luscious locks. <laughs> now you're also an artist. I am, yeah. Um, I love art. Like, art and uh, creating is just, um, that's definitely what makes me who I am. Um, I do 3D art installations, more like assemblage. Um, if I had a studio and I had like just uh, huge, huge canvases, I could just create just complete madness. Like that's just what goes on in my mind. Like that's it's hard. Like every day, like going to my job, I work at an internet marketing firm, which I love. Squares is amazing. Um, but living with these characters and all this art and all these things going on in my head, I'm like, okay, focus, focus on your job and make money. You know, it's, it's hard to, you know, make money as an artist and as an author when I want to give my son a good life. So I kind of put that on the back burner. Um, and you know, uh, I do football and that football takes up a lot of time. So it does. I'm, I'm amazed, you know, and these girls, do it for the love of the sport or for exposure or for both or whatever. I, you know, it's like I, you want to question their sanity at times because of all the time that 
is involved. I do question my sanity a lot. I'm like, wait, hold on. What is going on in my head? Um, but yeah, like with the art and um, with football, I mean, it's all, it all helps me, you know, just deal with, you know, myself and my thoughts. And football helps you get out a lot of aggression and a lot of anger. So um, I feel really chill usually after football practice because I usually can't walk. <laughs> do all the girls get along? Uh, yeah, you know what? I could say this. Like, there's always, you know, one or two girls on the team that decide to alienate themselves. But, you know, other than that, I feel like our team is so tight. Like, I mean, the girls on the team, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to, like, sit here and name names, but I, there's there's a core group of girls that, like, I would do anything for, like, hands down. Like, anything they ever needed, I would I would be there for them. And I, and I know they would do the same for me. So it's it's awesome. Like, I found friends, like, for life. So that's cool. There's been a fair amount of turnover in the in the players from last season to this. You know, you have uh, a few coming back. Mm. You know, Heather Fur. That's my homie. That's your homie, <laughs> Nadia. Nadia. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I I think with uh, the the time requirement that you know the LFL. Um, you, you, that you need to put out there, you know, for the LFL and for your team. I mean, if you are a team player, like, obviously this year, like, I feel a little bit out of it because with my knee and everything and my schedule, um, you know, I haven't really been there, but like, I could say this in the last, since 2009, like, I never miss practices ever. Like, I don't care, like, if I couldn't walk, like, I was there and I was still trying to practice, you know? So for me to like, not really like fully be active in it right now is hard. It's hard, you know, but. The girls that do come back, and, and you know, it's because you want more. It's like you just didn't get enough. Last year, by us not winning that Western Conference championship, like that, to me, like I, I couldn't sleep at like, like I don't know what it feels like to lose. Like it, in my life, no matter what I've done, like I feel like to a certain extent, like I've won in, in a way to where I feel like I could sleep at night. This, I can't sleep at night. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm coming back. I want some L.A. blood on my hands. So was the highlight of last season posing nude for the PETA ad? <laughs> You you and a, a handful, and by that I do mean a handful, of, of other girls, <laughs> women. Oh, Elliot. Yeah, um, I love, I mean, like any kind of, I've modeled since I was 17, so for me, um, that's that's cool. I love modeling. It's awesome. It's never made me feel um, whole or made me feel like complete as a person because there's so many uh, other sides to me. Um, so, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, posing for PETA, I mean, PETA is such a wonderful organization. Like, I was totally, I was absolutely honored that they asked me, um, to be part of the shoot. Uh, and I, you know, my son, he is a huge animal lover. So, um, you know, we watched some of the videos online and it was just like heartbreaking. Like, it's just it, so sad. Like, I was even talking to my son about it and he was like, I told him about, um, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey and, he was like, Mama, it is not the circus of dreams. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sitting here, I'm looking at him. He's like, he did like this whole rant, like on how disappointed he was. And because, you know, they were like beating the elephants for just like no reason. Just like walking by, just like smacking them. And I'm like, I was so, I was enraged when I saw this video. So for me to, now ours is obviously not wearing fur, um, which I don't really wear fur. My grandma gave me like this like amazing little mink thing and, it's in the closet, but I, I don't rock it anymore because after you see how the animals are are killed, it's so sad. Oh. So we should all wear polyester. <laughs> Pants. <'Cause>, no? Yeah. <laughs> Leisure suits. <laughs> Totally, yeah, no, yeah, fur pants maybe. That's a little weird. No. So no leather pants. 
Um, you know, I used to rock leather pants. I used to, you know, for me, it's more fur. Like, I, I, I don't wear fur anymore. So that's, that's kind of, I mean, I, I still have, like, obviously leather, but I'm wearing leather boots right now, but. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> so you're not part of the, the people eating tasty animals, that PETA? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, too. Like, I, I love Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it pissed me off when I saw, like, the chickens being abused. And I'm like, I'm more for, like, I mean, like, chickens, fish, like, that doesn't hurt my feelings so much. But like little free happy animals, I'm like, oh, you know. So I even I even cut back on my KFC eating after. <laughs> what about mice in the house? Are they okay? Um, I'm a rescuer of of animals and critters. So yeah, I, a mouse like I don't a mouse trap or like a glue trap like it would just make me feel so bad. Like a centipede. There was a centipede when we had a, the big meeting, meeting with um, Heather Tyson and uh, Mitch Mortaza. There was a centipede running across the floor. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope someone doesn't kill it. I hope someone doesn't kill it. Because I just picked it up and brought it outside. I'm not scared of bugs. <laughs> you can't be. You go get some of these girls. And the way you get hit, I mean, I think some of these girls hit harder than some of the guys in the NFL today. Thank you. Yeah, I think we do, too. Um, there was a couple big girls last year that we were going toe-to-toe with. I was like, wow. I was like, never thought in a million years, you know, that uh, I, I would be taking a hit or hitting uh, girls of this size. And, and there's a lot less padding. Yeah, there's a lot less padding. I mean, you know, and they, you think just because you got the boobs, that, that, that pads a little bit. But I had, I showed you the picture from after this. Oh, the bruises? <laughs> I mean, my whole chest, like, there was a lump hanging off my chest. Uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, there was, like, whew, I don't even know how big, bigger than a golf ball. And they had to, like, you know, compress it down, and then the blood went dissipated. It was pretty oh. gross. Oh, I was supposed to look at the bruise? Oh. <laughs> oh, I was, okay. I'll have to look at that again. Yeah, I'll have to show you later. <laughs> We're going to have to take a short break to get to our next guest. A gentleman, Ellie, you saw play in St. Louis back in the day. Played for the Pirates. Dick Grote. He should be in the Hall of Fame. You listen to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spada with my co-host, Elliot Harris, in the beautiful Angie Yangus in studio. Wow. And stay tuned. <laughs> 